0: The Utah Jazz got a tutorial on what is the best in the NBA from the Boston Celtics. And Ron Boone's deserted me. So it's a solo edition of Postcast coming up next here from Boston. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It was a tough night to start for the Utah Jazz, and it stayed that way all night long. I'm David Locke. The Utah Jazz fall to the Boston Celtics, 126-97. to They trailed by 36, and they never led in this ball game tonight at all. The Jazz just really couldn't get it going early. If we go back to the very start of the night, the Jazz open the night. Chris Dunn misses a layup. Fontecchio gets the rebound, and Dunn, it's a fast break off a turnover by Jalen Brown. And the Jazz have what looks like it's going to be a fast break layup, and Dunn gets blocked by Tatum in on a five foot. And Fonteio tries to tip, follow, misses. The Jazz then Lowry marketing goes to dunk it and is blocked by Jalen Brown. And coming back the other way, Jason Tatum drives on John Collins in the open floor, and the Jazz foul. One free throw, one nothing, but an opening, this opening sequence of plays by the Celtics just showed their superiority. Tatum blocking Dunn on a layup, Fontecchio missing a follow, then Jazz kick it back out off the offensive rebound that went out of bounds, marking and driving the basket on a tight curl on a beautifully executed play, thinks he has a dunk, and Jalen Brown blocks it. Then the next possession, Simone Fontecchio tries to drive one-on-one and commits an offensive foul on Jalen Brown. Derek White hits a three from the top. Markinen misses a three, and Przingis goes and gets the ball on an early offense and a post-up, making the Jazz look diminutive. Fontecchio drives to the basket. Jalen Brown is there defensively, and a fast break uh, half-court set drive, Jay- uh, and Drew Holliday dunks with one hand. Chris Dunn then tries to drive a four-footer, can't get it. Tatum misses a shot because Dunn blocks it, but then followed by Jalen Brown, and it's 10 nothing. Jazz missed their next shot. Finally, they get a stop. Sexton makes two free throws to break it, but the Jazz proceed to miss another three shots before they get their first field goal at the eight-minute mark of the first quarter. And that was that was it. Like, that was it. And Ron Boone rejoins me now. The Just a stunning kind of... And, and Ron, the, the part of that opening stanza that jumped out at me at the time, and we mentioned at the time, was just the physical... Dominance. The Jalen Brown blocking the layup. Jason or blocking the dunk. Jason Tatum blocking the layup. Drew Holiday dunking. Przingis getting it down low on a small guy. Like they just were physically dominant from the first second of this night.
1: And and that take the air out of anybody. I mean, especially when you're you you know your this team is undefeated at home. You know you almost have to be perfect, especially at the beginning of the basketball game, in, in order to beat a team like that. And then they just make so many good plays that to keep you from doing what you need to do out there on the floor. If that can take the air out of you very early. I mean this is the best team we've seen this year by far. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um and what I like about this team, and, and I, I think Scott Morris, you know, told us about this before the ball game is the fact that it's it's they play fast and they their are their their play is as we what we call unscripted. I mean they just play basketball. And true enough they set some screens and they run a few Isolations, uh they run a few backs picks or something like that, but and but their their game is, is fast and in transition and they have athletes that can play um, isolation basketball. The
0: two stunning stretches of the night are the open of the first quarter we were just talked about, and then the open of the second quarter with the Jazz go, I think another seven or eight field goals without scoring. Were they getting where they just rushed? Was the Celtics physicality and length and defense?
1: Just so much bigger than they were. I thought that-, that had something to do with it, David. But I also said early in the ball game that they had the Jazz had some good looks. I mean, they had some very good looks early in the ball game. I mean, there it wasn't like they're they were just like turning the ball over and and uh, and and every time they drive, they get cut off or something like that. They didn't have they they were getting a, a few good looks. The ball just wasn't falling, and I get the feeling that if the Jazz would have made a few of those shots, it probably would have been something different. At the start of the ball game. But as you know, and, and you've been in this game long enough, that when a team gets rolling, putting that fire out, especially with as talented as this team is, is very hard.
0: Boston had not lost in this building all season long. They mm-hmm. still have not. There was no doubt in that. The Jazz went 5 of 27 shooting in the first quarter, 1 of 12 from 3. In the second quarter, it did not get much better. They finished 15 of 49. Well, I guess it got a lot better. They were 10 of something in that quarter, they scored 25 points. They went four of 20 from three. For a long time, they were hovering below 30%, which is something the Jazz have only done six times in franchise history. And, you know, our opening kind of open to the broadcast tonight was about the elite defense of Boston. Like, they switched one through five, and that was another one that was really noticeable tonight. The Jazz just, like, Jazz almost looked like they were buffering. Like, if you think about, like, the circle of death on your, like, on your old computer when you used to be like on a dial up and everything's buffering that's what the jazz offense looked a lot like tonight where they just couldn't even get started to make the first pass because they would run their actions and boston switched it so well
1: that nobody was open yeah switching 1 through 5 and you got a 7 foot once uh, three player that can can do that and and you don't have to worry about him at the point where you're beating him off the dribble or something out out, out on the perimeter uh we we talked enough about zones uh, that their man-to-man switching defense is, for the most part, they protect the paint there uh, very, very well. So that team, this team, as you just mentioned, is probably the best we've seen all season long, and and uh, the Jazz didn't handle their one through five switching very well. In the first well, game. I
0: spent a bunch of my pregame show with two brilliant women, Ashley Battle and Allison Feaster, both WNBA players when I called the WNBA, who are both at the Boston front office, Danny Ainge hiring both of them here in Boston. And I literally said to him, like, your team's perfect. Like it's perfect. And you know, Oh, well this and that no, no, like really this team is really pretty close to perfect. And we didn't see like, to me, the ultimate glue guy in this roster, which is Al Horford. Like I, Al Horford's got a little bit of a defensive liability at 37 years old, but he is another just perfect. But adding drew holiday who I got, I got to seriously wonder whether if Milwaukee knew when they made the Dame Lillard trade, the Drew Holiday would end up Maybe in, in Boston. Boston. Is it actually worth making the Dane Lillard trade? I might go with no because he is so perfect for
1: them. He's their fifth best offensive player, Ron. He's so many players and so many critics talked about, oh, boy, Milwaukee's going to be this. They got Damian Lillard. Now, but what they lost with with uh, with Holiday, uh opposed, opposed to what they've gotten out of Damian Lillard, they got a ton of scoring. But what they did don't get is the the defense and probably uh, the playmaking ability there as well.
0: Yeah, and you know, Lillard's world class Hall of Fame player. But boy, you look at Boston. You got to go if, if you're play If they're switching one through five, and switching leads to isolation. Who are you taking? Who are you? If Al Horford's not in the game, who are you taking?
1: Hard to say. Because I mean, like Kazingas is
0: a pretty good defender at seven three, obviously yeah. that's the one you want to get out in space. But I don't think there's much of anyone on this Boston team that you can go take.
1: Well, and add to that, so many teams now are zoning, um, and we saw what Milwaukee can do to a zone with a seven foot three. You
0: mean what person, Boston can do?
1: What Boston? I'm sorry. Yeah. What Boston can do with, to a zone with a seven foot three player like Kuzins there in the middle?
0: All right, let me go back to one ominous comment pre-game. And see what your thought is. Will Hardy said that this road trip was going to test our emotional stability. Can we keep ourselves level and not go rogue when things go wrong? Do you think they went rogue tonight and got out of their systems? I'm certain they didn't keep emotional stability. I saw Jordan many a time and some others. And they definitely, you know, like Will said, they're going to hit three. This team's going to hit three threes in a row. They take... 44% Forty-four percent of their shots is threes, and they shoot them well. At some point, they're going to make three in a row. How do we deal with it? it? It was a little bit more that they couldn't score, and how do they deal with it? So, what's your feeling on the emotion? Whether how the Jazz handled their emotional stability? That
1: well, I didn't think that early in the ball game. No, they didn't go rogue. I just thought they missed some shots, and 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 Boston got rolling, uh, and I'm sure they've done that to a lot of teams, in, in 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 this arena, get off to a great start like that, and 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 just have big big time problems trying to put the fire out second half uh for early in the in the in the quarter I thought okay the jazz are going to you know make a little mini run not that they're going to win this basketball game but uh just playing well and taking something into Philadelphia you know that you didn't start with in this ball game probably would have been and give them a B for that
0: they did not do that <laughs> all right stars tonight I'm going Sarah Todd. Of the Deseret News, who made a debut on our broadcast, stepping in to give us a, a ruling that I didn't know on a jump ball that I was wrong about, that if a ball gets knocked out of bounds and the officials don't know who made the call, who the ball went off of, the two players involved must jump it up. Unless the officials are unclear who was involved, then anybody can jump it up. So I'm going with Sarah Todd. As one of my stars tonight for joining us on the broadcast, and I don't
1: have a star at all. I mean, there is we we don't have to give a star. Well, no, you're really kind of no, are supposed to. We, well, how, where, we don't. <laughs> you didn't set the rules earlier. No, the it's rules that we have to. The rules we have last to give year were that star. we gave
0: stars in every game. This year, we've gotten much more difficult in our grading. I don't. No John Collins had a double double.
1: John Collins would be the only one that I would want. Because this box score to. line is
0: good. What was his plus minus?
1: Minus twenty eight. Hmm. David, this this
0: it's really hard to find a star when you're down thirty six yeah. in the first half. Yeah, that's who made shots at the end of the second quarter that prevented us from having the worst offensive first half in the history of the franchise. That would be my star. Whoever that was, whoever that was, second quarter. Ron, Derek wants to give the leprechaun a star. Derek said that. Somebody named Derek wants to give the leprechaun a star.
1: No, we can't. I don't like that leprechaun. (laughs) Ron's not happy, Derek.
0: Ron, now I have to deal with an unhappy. Derek, I have to deal with an unhappy Ron for the rest of the night. This is your fault, Derek. Now I'm on the plane next to an unhappy Ron Boone, and it's your fault. That is the end of Postcast tonight. See ya.